to the Elder Millennial Podcast. Rob Frost here with Dan Holen. Uh, today we talk about how to be a great husband. Uh, I'd like to think we know a little bit about that, but we are learning new things every day. Uh, we walk through a top 10 list we found on the internet of, of things you can do to be a better husband. We do all that while drinking some amazing rye whiskey. Um, so you're going to get to see what we actually know about our wives, uh, hear about some of the actions we're going to take uh, coming out of this to be better husbands ourselves. So hopefully you uh, pick up a few things. And if you want to share anything with us on uh, tips or ways that you're a good husband or even a good spouse, uh, feel free to reach out to us through our website or social media. So happy listening. So what kind of, uh, what's a small batch Willet? Is that what we're Yeah, whiskey, uh, whiskey and relationships were around today, being a great husband. Um, Sorry, if I just started with that. Yes, being a great husband. Yeah. I was looking at the bottle of booze in front no, of me. No, no, no. Yeah, this is Willet, uh, rye, 10-year-old, uh, family estate bottled small batch rye whiskey, uh, bottled at cask strength, uh, 115 proof, delicious. I actually, yeah, opened the bottle last weekend at Galena Whiskey Weekend, um, a whiskey festival. I went there. Look it up if you're interested. Uh, there'll be another one next year. You'll see me there. Uh, but, yeah, this is straight rye whiskey uh, from Kentucky, uh, from Willits. So if you want some more information, we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But if you want to buy this, you can't because it's pretty limited stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheers. Let's drink cheers. some whiskey and talk about relationships. I mean, being a great husband. Being a great husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is good. You have not had this yet, have you? I have not. Yeah. What do you taste? I don't want to say vanilla, but I got a little bit of something like that in the front yeah. end. Yeah, it's definitely um, uh, sugary, uh, spicy. Based like on the spices. smell, I thought it would have more kick, but it definitely does not. Yeah, this is uh, this is a really this is a really good bottle of, of rye whiskey. I mean, it's there's delicious. definitely better out there, but delicious. I brought up the good stuff for the good conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so whiskey and being a great husband. So we found this article. You found this article. Why don't you tell me about this article, Dan? Yeah, so it's on um, allprodad.com. Link will be in the show notes. And it's uh, ten tips for becoming a better husband. Mm. So, I mean, that's something that we're always trying to do. Like, we look these things up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's junk. Yes, some of it definitely is junk. Some of it's some of it's good. Most of it you can take little tidbits from here and there, you know. But obviously, if you want to get better at anything, it's good to do some research on it and educate yourself on it. So, this article I thought was fairly decent. There's some pretty bad ones out there, <laughs> as we found. Yeah. But this one had some pretty good tips. So we thought we'd run through the ten tips. Um, you know, give you our opinions on them, maybe things that we've done, yeah, things that we've uh, tried to do. If you listen to this and become a better husband, uh, that'd be great, yeah. or a better spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a better husband just for reading it and thinking about it, maybe mm-hmm. even a little bit. So, yeah. So the first one, tip number one. Number one is always the most important tip. <laughs> Every day. Aim one random act of kindness at your spouse. I laughed when I read this because yeah. this is Dan Holen 101. <laughs> like, I felt like you wrote this article. I feel like every day is a little extreme. I mean, obviously, you can do some little things you're here and there. You're a kind person, though. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's nice. I mean, except when you're being an asshole. <laughs> 
it's one or the other. Really, there's no in between. Yeah, no in between. But anyway, yeah, you're good at this, man. Sorry, I was taking a sip of uh, sip of whiskey there. So yeah, I think random act of kindness. Again, this one says every day aim. I think that's a little extreme. I think like I try to do personally once a week, just something. And you track it, don't you? I do, I do. But I track pretty much everything. Do you have I... a spreadsheet? <laughs> no, I don't go that crazy. That's good. Just more of a mental note or in my journal. But um, you know, every day, like I said, it's a little bit intense, but like. It's not hard. Like if you see the dishes are dirty, clean the fucking dishes. Yeah. If you think like, I'll I'll put little notes and I'll like put them on her pillow or I'll pin it up on the mirror in the bathroom or I'll something right. Like you can do something that takes two seconds. That is just a nice kind thing to do. So I just try to do things that I know my wife doesn't want to do. So I try to do them for her. There you go. I mean, it's, it's just an easy way to accomplish that. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, the dishes are like a dumb example. But they're a great example because you're both, you just both put the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. You're staring at the dishes. Right. And Nobody neither of you it. wants to do it. Yep. Let's just do it. Right. Number two, talk openly about your finances. Yeah. I mean, like the article says, like, money surprises are never good. So maybe, like, they're talking about, um, you know, spending the money. So, like, I who's mean- spending more uh, than the other person? Like, how, what's the spending limit on a purchase? Like, how much can I buy without asking first? Like, those sorts of things, I think, might be what this article is referencing. Sure. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, if I'm going to buy anything, it's, it's expensive. I'm going to talk to my wife about it first. Yeah. So that kind of goes with the respect thing mm-hmm. there, too. I'm not just going to go you know, buy a car and not tell her. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think it's important. I mean, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're on a budget. I think it's probably important, you know, to have those types of conversations. Yeah. Uh, there was a point in our relationship. I remember when I was so broke, I bought two McChickens on a credit card. Uh, I remember um, that. We were living together at the time. Yeah. <laughs> $2 and I put it on my credit card. And I was worried it was going to max out. So um, that was just us being you know young in college and not having any money. But um yeah, I think it's important to have those conversations depending on your financial situation. I think the key here is just don't keep secrets about money. Right, respect like, each other. Yeah, if I'm buying something, um, I'm generally just going to tell my wife about it because I want to tell her because she's my friend. And if I'm excited about it and buying it, I want to tell her about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's a lot to talk about here. Um, yeah. On number two. So number three. Make the effort to find out more about your wife. This is an interesting one because the is. article uh, lists out some questions uh, that you could ask yourself to see if you know uh, these things about your wife. So why don't you offer these questions up, Dan, and see what we know about our wives? Ooh, interesting. Okay, question one. Do you know her favorite band? Do you know Cassandra's favorite band? I could guess, yes. You could guess. I think she's got a handful of them. In fact, I know she's got a handful of them. I know her favorite song of all time. (laughs) I know your wife's favorite song of all time. Yes. Anybody who knows her knows her favorite song of all time. Yeah. But her favorite band, I think right now, is Kit Moore, a country artist. Um, But... That changes, you know, like, yeah. like on, the, on the same way. My favorite I'd, I'd give two answers for my wife. I think she used to be Dave Matthews band. Mm-hmm. She loved Dave Matthews and still loves Dave. Um, but she loves listening to AWOL Nation. Yeah. A big fan of AWOL Nation mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So, yeah, I think Cassandra would pick either Kit Moore right now or maybe Incubus. 
and she likes the choice. new Jimmy Eat World album, so maybe the, I don't know. But yeah, it kind of changes based on you know music. But maybe you out. should ask her. Yeah, maybe you should find out more one. about your wife, Dan. <laughs> yeah, jeez. What books did she read last year, or is she reading now? She just finished The Alchemist. You ever read that book? I have not. It is amazing. It's like probably my favorite book. You've read The Alchemist. I have. It's kind of a self-help book, kind of not. It's it's just worth a read. Look it up. Apparently, it's like one of the most popular books ever ever written. Maybe we'll um, uh, review it on the show. We should. It's a it's a great great book. But yeah, she was just in Mexico with her friends for a bachelorette party and finished that one all. I cannot page. answer this question for my wife. She does not read much. I uh, know she was reading a book that was work related about work. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah, so <laughs> I lose on that one. All right, next question here. Where would she like to go if you had a three-day weekend? My wife would want to go to uh, Lake Kusel, where we have a family cabin, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, mine would pick uh, Hatfield, Wisconsin, where we also we have our family cabin, but we just recently talked about going to Maine. She really, really wants to go to Maine. Also so on my wife's bucket if list. If we could get there for a three-day weekend, she would be ecstatic. So yeah. those are probably one of her two answers. So, um, Yeah, I don't know. Those are pretty decent questions, I guess, for that number three. But yeah, I think but it's I good think, to know and make an yeah. effort to find out more. Like, I mean, And you can go- literally just Google like questions to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I keep a notepad on my computer of just like different interesting things like quotes and like things that I want to save. Like some people use Evernote like as a way to save notes. I just use the notes on, on Apple computer and, and phone. Um, but like it's like a hundred things to ask somebody to start a conversation. And like you could I could go down that list and I should probably be like asking my wife some of those things every mm-hmm. now and then because I guarantee you. There's plenty of them on there that I've never even talked with her about. Right. Um, and that's crazy. So even just reading this and saying it out loud mm-hmm. makes me realize. Yeah. You should share that in the show notes too because I'm curious. Yeah, I will. All right. Number four. Try some creative, imaginative ways to tell your wife how much you love her. Usually that's with sex, right? Because <laughs> that's is that what they're talking about? Uh, I hope so. Okay. Like um, you got to read this article though if you're listening to the show because one of the things they recommend is leaving a loving answering machine message. Like, when was this written? Like when was an answering machine a thing? Like when I was a, a, a little kid, of course we had an answering machine, but right. like, those haven't been a thing for 15 years. No. And uh, the last one on the list, which is hilarious, is color a gaudy sign and put it on the windshield of her car. I think my wife might just actually get angry about yeah, that. Yeah, fuck you. That's, that's <laughs> dumb. That is stupid. Well, like there's someone here, <laughs> like make the bed and put a single rose on her pillow. Like, okay. Okay. Uh, a little extreme, but yeah. Okay. I mean, it's nice. Um, figure out obscure anniversaries. Like that's not really my thing. Um, that seems like something you might do. I don't know. Um, or I mean, maybe you would. I recently did the bubble bath one, actually. Yeah. So just like, yeah, put some candles downstairs yeah. and the Bluetooth speaker, and just said, "Hey, go take a bath. I'll take care of the kids." So there you go. There's an example of one that I've done. Like I'm always looking for ways to tell my wife I love her, and it's just like verbally, it's not anything special. But where were we? We were doing something the other day. We took a family trip. And I ended up taking the kids to the water park at the Kalahari, and she ended up having to stay back at the room for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she got there, and I'm like, honey, 
I don't ever want to do anything without you again. Because, like, it was kind of funny because me being alone at the water park with the kids was just, like, the most stressful thing ever. <laughs> but I was like, I need you. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that was, like, a way of telling her I love her, right? Mm-hmm. But it was also mm-hmm. just real. So Right. It's it, when you. I think when I start to think about doing things that don't feel authentic, then it's just wonky. Right. Know? So the next one, number five, is plan some fun. Yeah, of course. Plan a, plan a date night. I mean, I think that kind of goes without saying. Doesn't need to be expensive. No. No. I mean, we watch stupid, trashy TV shows, um, mm-hmm. each of us with our wives, yeah. um, as a date <laughs> night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's fun. Yeah. With kids, it's hard to, you know, always get a babysitter and leave the house yes. all the time. So you yes. can get creative. I brought home sushi one night, and we just watched The Bachelor <laughs> and lit a fire in the fireplace and just like turned off our cell phones, shut the computer. Turning off the cell phone and is such a thing. Yeah. Play a board game, do a puzzle. There's things you can do uh, together to have some fun that don't cost. So, number anything. six, the next one on the list, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, just, you're fine. I'm happy you did. The next one on the list is make a note of your TV watching habits, then cut your tube time in half. Back when there used to be tube TVs, if you're too young of a millennial to get that Seems reference. Heavier than hell. Yeah, Remember how heavy those things were? Oh, goodness. But I think how many times do you catch yourself watching TV and also looking at your phone? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, those are – talk about <clears throat> disconnected. Like, not only are you sitting there with your wife watching mm-hmm. a, a program, but any time when you're not tuned into the program, you're tuned into your phone. Like, mm-hmm. that's brutal. Right. So, like, if you're going to have a date night, like number you know, five suggests – turn your phone off yep. or put it away um, and like, and just kind of be there. So yeah, you're not that important. No, <laughs> I'm certainly not. And that everybody important. thinks like, I don't know what it is. Like, what if something happens? Like when was the last time something happened? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like nothing's... Kobe Bryant died. That yeah. was the only thing that happened. Right. Yeah. And like, Which that's very sad. so sad, but like it, nothing's that extreme where the two hours just spending together that something catastrophic is going to happen. Yeah. I'm certainly not worried about missing anything. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, number seven, list five things you're most passionate about and where you spend most of your time. So this is like a thing that me as a husband, I'm supposed to do for myself, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a little gut check. Yeah. That's what this article is recommending. And it says if your wife's not number one on that list, then consider what steps you might take to make sure she is. That's interesting because, I mean, I think generally that's good advice to like look inward um, for solutions rather than looking for other other people to solve them or whatnot. But, um, I mean, just having a list in general of the things you're passionate about, whether it's in relates in relationships or not. I mean, I think that makes sense. And my wife, actually, she's a great example of this. She always says that our relationship comes before the kids' relationship because if ours isn't any good, then we can't be good parents. Yep. She says that that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We always say that we're one and our daughter is 1A. Still as important, but just a little. Because she's right. You got to be good with each other, be good with your kids. So I agree with that. So, I mean, but I think just in general on number seven, like, making a list of five things you're most passionate about is a good thing to do as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like the five things I'd write and it's a little, I got to do this later, write these down. Yeah. I'm curious what I put down there. Honestly, 
I think I know what I would put down. Uh, we're not going to dive into it now, but yeah. it's definitely got me thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Pause the podcast and think about the five things you're most passionate about. There you go. There you go. Uh, oh, give me number eight, Dano. Confide in some friends. What does that mean? Hmm. What does the article say? Make sure they're friends. Make sure they're friends who are in a relationship with some spark, quote unquote. Ask for their support and encouragement. Exchange ideas. So I guess I take that as find some friends that you feel are in a good relationship and talk about that. I think this is a good thing. Um, it's a little out there idea, but I think it's good for people to talk about these things. I think your relationship, religion, politics kind of go into like, don't talk to your friends about those subjects. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And that's kind of like an unwritten rule, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think it's good to have these conversations, especially about things like relationships. Like why shouldn't you be talking to your friends, your family, close people about, Hey, I like talk about a flattering thing too. Like if I go up to you and Meredith and be like, Hey, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. You know, let's talk about that. Or my parents have been married for a gazillion and a half years. Like what have you been doing to make that work like i never really had that conversation with my mom and dad before yeah so like i probably should but i think there's uh definitely people in your life that you could probably look to and kind of be a mentor to me it, it comes back to something that it's like one of my core values is like being comfortable being uncomfortable so like my core values as a human being like if I am not putting myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable, and I'm not talking about like for my personal safety or something, I'm talking about having difficult conversations or taking on new challenges, but like talking uh, with my drinking buddies or my golfing buddies or my gambling buddies or my whiskey buddies about our relationships isn't necessarily like the first go-to conversation, no. right? And you're one of the only people, one of the few people of, of my male friends uh, that I could even, uh, you know, maybe feel completely comfortable talking about that with. And even then, it's not complete. There's still going to be stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that you're just like, that's right. that's uncomfortable. But it's important to do those things because if you're not uncomfortable, you're probably not growing, you're not learning, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Number nine, be deliberate about being positive. Yeah, I mean, like, and for me too, it's <laughs> it's like also like not necessarily bringing all the negative stuff to your spouse. Not bringing work home. Not bringing work home. And I mean, it's okay to do Mm -hmm. that, but being positive is definitely something that I try to do in general. It's not always easy at all. Um, But I mean, if you're not having fun, like, there's like, okay, so being positive and having fun kind of go hand in hand, like finding the positive in situations, looking for the fun in situations, being able to joke. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those are, those are things that are important. Uh, but I think that's another one of those things where you have to look inward, like mm-hmm. really look inward. Like, how am I viewing the world? Yep. Um, I mean, that's a lot to think about and a lot to talk about, especially while I'm uh, slamming good whiskey. Although that's probably the, the best time to talk about these things. Yeah. Um, but keeping a positive spin on stuff. Um, I think one of the things that Meredith and I find in, in our marriage is we can sense when the other one isn't being as positive. Mm-hmm. And instead of heaping more negativity onto it the other one steps up their game and tries to be positive about it Mm -hmm. you know so you're picking each other up you're a team you're doing those kind of things um and so like the artist like be deliberate about being positive i think that's it like if you're 
if your partner needs you to be positive, just do it. Right. Be positive. So number 10 is probably assuming that you came to this article because you have a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's try counseling. So, you know, the wife, uh, excuse me, not the wife. It's the article says, tell your wife, uh, you're looking for ways to be a better husband. You want to work on moving forward. Um, if you need counseling, get counseling. Um, I don't have any experience on that. I don't have a lot to add. I don't either. I've never really done marriage counseling. However, yeah. I did recently hear on a podcast, um, you know, the actors, Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. They're married. They've been doing marriage counseling since they've been dating. Because they find it, it's a great way for them to have that communication, that you know, that mediator in the room. So, um, some could argue that even if you're in a good relationship, that counseling can help elevate that. Interesting. I don't have any experience with that. It's yeah. something I've heard, but um, I'd be curious if anybody is doing that. You yeah, know, they're in a healthy relationship, but they're also going to counseling to help with whatever. It takes <laughs> it takes a lot of courage to like admit that you need to get some help. Uh, it does, and gosh, that sounds serious. But like, I could help just like have somebody else guide you, mm-hmm. you know, through the difficult times of of a marriage, especially as an elder millennial with the kids and the jobs and the houses and all the things. You know, we're trying to you know navigate our way into you know, you know the the second half of our lives, really, I guess, or the second third of our lives, so to speak. So that's interesting that. It's not just for people that need help, which is kind of what this article is suggesting, but it could also be uh, for people who maybe just want to stay on top of things or just admit that, hey, a little bit of help is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, And I think, uh, you know, seeing a therapist, I think historically was always like a negative thing, like you just said. Like right. it was like it, we, we have problems, we need help. But I think now the stigma is kind of changing where it's just people – especially with the state of mental health, I think it's good. If you need to talk to somebody, just talk to it. Don't be ashamed about it. Just talk to me. Even if it's not a therapist, quote unquote, like, you know, go talk to a friend. Yeah. You know, just find someone to talk to about these things. Well, and that's also goes along with number eight, which was confide in some friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that's going to be a lot more free than counseling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a little less threatening. A little less threatening. Yeah, for sure. So out of these, just to wrap up the article, and again, we'll put the link in the show notes. Which one did you think was one that you're going to like personally revisit and like maybe do something about? Um, me personally, I'm going to do that list that list five things you're most yeah. passionate about just off the top of my head. I couldn't think of the five things I can think of like four. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to do that for sure. How about I, you? I think I'm going to confide in some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's going to be, that's probably one of the hardest ones to do on this list. Um, and maybe also one of the ones that could be the most revealing um, I'm thinking of a couple people that I could talk to and uh, just kind of say, hey, um, what are you doing that works? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Um, Any tips or tricks? Yeah, and, and, and maybe I'll learn a little bit about that friend too. If they're unwilling to have that conversation, well, then I, then I know that, and that's okay. Uh, but to kind of test the waters on, you know, on that friendship too, right? <laughs> you know, get a double, yeah, a double whammy. Well, yeah, open up another door with that person because it might spark other conversations yeah. down the road. So no, absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah. So thinking about this has been good. The whiskey's been good. The whiskey's been delicious. Yeah. So you can. Um, I got a little bit left here. Yeah, you can hopefully uh, enjoy this. Check out the article that we read. 
Um, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or any suggestions on how we can be better husbands. Um, yeah, and one last thing, quick, I'm going to cut yeah. you off here, but I noticed at the bottom of this article, there's a huddle up question, which just could be a good way to end the podcast here. So here's a question you can ask your spouse the next time you see him. So it says, what is the one simple thing we can both do better to improve our marriage? Hmm. So I'm going to go home. And I'm going to ask my wife that question tonight. Just curious what, she, what she's got to say. I'm going to ask my wife that question after the kids are in bed. <laughs> but yes. Hi-oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So there's a question you can ask. Again, what is one simple thing we can both do to better improve our marriage? So, Elder millennials getting better every day. Yeah. Thanks for the whiskey. It was delicious. Delicious. All right. Boom. Thanks, guys. Boom. Boom.